Pope Francis has accused American Catholics of leading a schism. I'll say that again. Pope Francis has accused American Catholics of leading a schism. For those who don't understand what that means, Francis is accusing Americans, and those of you who aren't Americans, who have decided to stand against heresy, heterodoxy, and the revolution in the church. Well, we have all been accused of being Protestants, essentially. The act of schism is to break away from the institutional church, to establish your own church, to break from the bark of Peter, and to go your own way, while maintaining some semblance of the Christian faith. The Eastern Orthodox are schismatics, as are the Lutherans and the various Protestant sects. That's all technical jargon from Catholic theology and canon law. Some accuse the Sedevacantists of being schismatics, though that's not accurate, and certainly the SSPX aren't schismatics, though they get called that all the time. The act of schism isn't merely disobedience, for the faithful Catholic has no duty to be obedient in the face of error. Rather, schism is the act of breaking away and founding your own church. And all of us who stand against the revolution in the church that has gained momentum since 2013 have been accused of schism by the present pontiff. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Francis didn't name any of us specifically with his accusation, but he accused us all, and most of us, and the media was happy to report it. The remarks were made on a flight recently, which for most faithful Catholics, Francis's papal remarks made on aircraft are always dreaded because they almost always are memorable. This time isn't any different either. I'm going to quote the piece from the Associated Press, which has made the rounds and various other outlets, to give you some context. Quote, Francis's comments are likely to inflame a heated debate, roiling the Catholic Church in the United States and elsewhere. The Pope's mercy over morals emphasis irks some doctrine-minded Catholics who came of age during the conservative papacies of St. John Paul II and Benedict XVI. Sorry, but not many of us still see those papacies as conservative, uh, to continue, though. A group of traditionalist Catholics led by French Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre rejected the reforms and grew into what Francis said was the most well-known of recent church schisms. I pray there are no schisms, but I'm not afraid of them, he said. Francis said all schismatics share a common trait. They allow ideology to become detached from Catholic doctrine and distance themselves from the faith of ordinary Catholics. When doctrine slips into ideology, there is the possibility of schism, he warned. He lamented that many bishops and priests were already engaged in pseudo-schism, but said those ideas won't survive. End quote. And there you have it. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with, with Archbishop Lefebvre's actual argument for what he did, I have a couple of his uh, more famous pieces on this channel. One is an open letter to confuse Catholics, and anybody who's concerned about the crisis in the church should read or listen to that document. Let me know if you want it. I'll put a, I may be able to pin that in the comments below. But what we saw there was a modernist charge, and it's one that is as old as the revolution itself. We're all Lefebvreites now. So scary sounding, except that you cannot go into schism to defend the faith. That always was in the face of changes that aren't Catholic. It's a tired argument, and I frankly refuse to participate in it anymore because it has no real point, and it's a waste of my time. But look what, what Francis is doing here. He's accusing not only us, the lay faithful, of being schismatics. He's accusing some without naming names, but these are the better bishops in the U.S., and the better American priests, and those who have followed their lead from around the world of fomenting a schism. That a schism may happen because the likes of Cardinal Burke and a handful of others have gotten tired of Francis not prosecuting predators with the full strength of the Sea of Peter. That we've grown tired of these same predators surrounding this pope, and that we've grown tired of obvious heterodoxy 
being promoted at, the, at synod after synod and encyclical after encyclical and in speech after speech by the likes of Pastor Jimmy Martin of the, of the almost overtly schismatic Jesuit Church. For defending the permanency of Catholic mar marriage, we're schismatic. For defending the sacred liturgy, we're schismatic. For opposing earth worship and communing with earth spirits, we're schismatic. For defending the priesthood and holy celibacy, which sacred scripture calls the highest of all goods, we're schismatic. I could go on and on, but this is only the logical response to the constant criticism that he's getting from around the world. One of the underreported facts of our day is that the traditional Latin Mass and the traditional faith that almost always comes with it is spreading now in Africa and elsewhere. So to call this an American problem is in fact wrong, if not disingenuous. Francis recently told a group of bishops to be aware of young seminarians who display this same schismatic rigidity that is now showing up in American and European seminaries. Why? Because the single biggest threat to the revolution isn't a handful of anti-revolutionary media outlets and commentators standing against revolution. And it's not a handful of SSPX parishes or even FSSP or other authorized parishes. It's a new generation of more conservative priests rooted in the traditional faith who want to teach the authentic faith and say the timeless liturgy of the church. Ultimately, the timeless faith and the timeless liturgy go hand in hand, and the revolutionaries know this, which is why they attempted to destroy the sacred traditional liturgy right from the get-go. And for a pontiff to warn bishops against this growing rigidity of seminarians is both telling and very disturbing. For a pope to issue such a warning means that maybe, just maybe, this growing crop of traditionally-minded priests is bigger than we think and poses a bigger threat to the revolution in the long term than we've all assumed at this point. Of the schism, Francis says we are we use our opposition to his revolution to hide our own moral failings. The New York Times and AP pieces make reference to Marcel Marcel of all people, whose protégés Francis himself promoted to the office of Camerlengo and others he kept close to him. Let's quote Francis in his own words. Quote, You'll see that behind rigid Christians, bishops and priests, there are problems, Francis said, adding that such rigidity shows a lack of healthy understanding of the gospel. We have to be meek with these people who are tempted to attack because behind them there are problems, and we have to accompany them with meekness. End quote. This from the guy who keeps the likes of Coco Palmero and McCarrick and Zuppi in his inner circle, who has a known history of having investigations into predators dismissed back when he was the archbishop in Buenos Aires, so he could have the absolute loyalty of the accused. That's pretty rich, but I guess you could call it accompaniment in a weird way. Those remarks were quoted by the New York Times and the AP and come from the same airplane press conference. But he did say one thing that is really revealing and what lies at the center of this. He expects loyalty from everyone. Absolute loyalty. This isn't the first time we've heard this either. But here's what I mean. Quoting the same article that has been published by the AP and New York Times and probably elsewhere. Quote, at least those who say something have the advantage of honesty in saying that so. And I like that, he said. I don't like criticism when it's under the table, when they smile at you and then they try to stab you in the back. That isn't loyal, Francis said. That isn't human. End quote. You know, what comes to mind when uh, reading that is when Ta Dr. Taylor Marshall handed Francis a copy of Infiltration to his face and told him to exp uh, explicitly what the book was about. <laughs> but anyway... The, that quote is a reference to the constant stream of information about the revolution and the climate of fear that grips the Vatican now, with Vatican insiders living in actual fear that they will be deemed too traditional and too rigid. There are a lot of stories like that coming out of the Vatican, and it's the state of things right now. 
The piece in question goes on to blame Archbishop Vigano for kicking off the opposition to Francis, or at least of ramping it up. And to a degree that's true, but the thing about this is, well, this. Vigano was right. He had a few inconsequential errors in his first document, but the accusations he made were accurate. He was right, and because of that, we know of the cover-ups of McCarrick and others that date back to the papacy of John Paul II. We know that Benedict tried to impose new sanctions that were ignored, and that Francis lifted them. And for telling us that, Vigano, you and I, maybe Burke and the rest are all called schismatic. For po opposing a possible heresy and apostasy in Rome in the name of the Amazon, we are the schismatics. It's pretty rich coming from this papacy, but that's the state of things right now in the church. Francis prays that there won't be a schism. He tells the AP and the rest that he's not afraid of schisms and that he doesn't think it will go full schism between the U.S. and him, but he says that he's not afraid of schisms. Well, let me be the first to assure him. We are not going to schism. We're going to cling to the Catholic faith as this crisis deepens. People are asking me all the time now about what we must do if the Amazon Synod does enact changes that amount to a formal re uh, rejection of the faith, with full papal support. The only answer I have is to cling to the faith. Define the sacraments as best you can, and not to give an inch. Our times are characterized by a diabolic disorientation that has entered the church. Those are the words of Sister Lucy. Remember that. But also remember that we have no duty to follow the hierarchy to hell, which is where apostasy leads. And at the heart of this, this is why the, the charge of schism is rich coming from the present pontiff. Schism is an act, and resistance to change in order to defend the faith is not an act of schism. It's standing still clinging to the pillars of the Catholic faith in the face of revolution. Why this is so hard for some people to grasp is beyond my comprehension. But what are the logical consequences of all this? We've seen the consequences already. I and many others, many better reporters than I am, have covered the persecution of traditionalist Catholic orders for the crime of being too traditional. Done either directly by Vatican officials or their toadies in small dioceses around the Western world, if a religious order only says a traditional Latin Mass, or only teaches the faith as it was taught before the Revolution and the innovations set in, or if they wear traditional habits and have traditional devotions to the practices of the saints of the past, they often get suppressed. We've seen it time and again, and I've got a few videos on this for those not familiar with it. That is the logical consequence, and the first move will probably be to weed out the traditionally-minded seminarians before too many more of them get ordained. That's a real problem. But I don't think it will be terribly successful for the simple fact that modernism doesn't produce vocations. Those who want the real faith, the faith of the church that had been taught since the earliest days of the church, those who think like we do and want what we want outnumber the modernists and those who preach their, their, their eco-theology in its pagan cosmovision. That, my friends, is a sign of hope. Though the happy restoration of the traditional faith may take so long that most of us may not live to see it. And that's fine. God put us on earth at this time in the history of the world and the church for a reason. And that reason is to become saints in the face of this crisis that may lead to apostasy if the maniacs pushing for paganism get their way. One thing is for certain. If this is more than just empty rhetoric, then you need to ask yourself something. Are you willing to pay the price for staying rigid? Are you willing to pray the, pay the price for clinging to the faith that was taught before the revolution? Are you willing to seek sanctity in the face of a possible persecution coming from within the institutional church itself? That may be what is required of us all, to stand firm in the face of what may have been the most horrible thing imaginable to the saints of the past age, which isn't the rise of Antichrist or anything like that, but the pre precursor to all that, a tribulation where those in the church who should be the biggest offenders of the faith are in fact persecuting the faith itself.
Ironically, this revolution is being led in the name of mercy, but mercy is always linked to justice, and the justice of God cannot be continue to be ignored by those in the hierarchy. So cling to the faith, sink sanctity, and make frequent use of the sacraments as best you can. The revolution won't last forever. Thank you for listening and for your support of this channel. It is truly appreciated. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.